Well, onwards now to the world of the forms. Now, what I'd like you to do now, if we're going to get into this, this, this general theory, I'd like to have a little look around you. Have a look around the, the place where you are. What, uh, what do you see? What do you see? Do you see tables? Do you see chairs? Do you see pens, books, people, posters, carpets? Do you see a steering wheel? Do you see somebody cutting you off in traffic? I hope you're paying particular attention to the roads. Do you stare sadly out of your window, looking out at the grayscape in front of you, knowing that life is futile? Well, you've done too much philosophy. Have a break. Um, well, what Plato suggests first is, is good news and bad news. He says, are these things that you see... Are they real? Now, a brief aside at this point, this question, this question's huge. What, what, what's the nature of reality? Again, you can see the influence of Socrates in Plato here. Uh, well, we're basing the assumption that this world that we, we touch in front of us, that we smell, that we see, that we hear, that we, that we taste, that we feel, are we basing the assumption that this is the nature of reality? Um, all, all arguments that are posteriori are, are based on this assumption. And maybe it's, 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 a, it's a fallacy. Maybe this is the great, great mistake uh, that we've made. Maybe it's just not real. I mean, th these are incredibly influential ideas later on, of course, when we look at simula simulation and simulacra by Baudrillard, obviously an influence on the Matrix, when we look at Descartes' demon, when we look at Rockmo's basilisk later on and things like that. Huge, huge statement. And it's, again, it's Plato. So not one of these philosophers who think they're great. It's just, just footnotes to Plato. Plato. Plato says that the things that we see all around us, the, the trinkets, the tokens, are, are not real. What we are seeing, what we are experiencing, rather, are just shadows. He says the real world, the real world is hidden from our five senses. It cannot be seen, it cannot be touched, it cannot be heard, it cannot be smelled, it cannot be tasted. So what, what's this hidden world like? Well, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to use our reason. We know that our uh, our empirical senses can be fooled. We know that uh, our eyes can be, can be tricked. We know our ears can be deceived. We know we can smell things, taste things. We know that that's not wrong. So if all empirical senses, if all of uh, full sensory information can be fooled, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to use our reason to figure this out. So let's reason this out. Much like mathematical formula, priori reasoning is what we'll have to use. So Plato says... Everything in our world is, is, is in a state of transition, in a state of change. So therefore, the real world, uh, the real world is, has always been, always will be there. It contains everything that's essential and perfect. Uh, it's the place we came from, our souls. Plato is a dualist or a monist later, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and what we need to do is we need to use our reason to return to this world. Um, so what I'm going to ask you to do is just to, to sort of uh, figure this out. I'm going to ask you to think of something, two or three things that are, that are beautiful. I know that my face will be flying into your brains here when you look at this from, from looking at the, the website or the link to this. And it is an incredibly beautiful face. You're right, yes. Um, but let's think about some other beautiful things. I mean, you could talk about... A mountain, a flower, uh, a goal by Newcastle United. All of these things are beautiful, but they are beautiful in different ways. They are all, 
they share different characteristics of, of beauty. Uh, a beautiful, uh, a, be- a beautiful flower doesn't have snowy peaks like a mountain, and so on and so forth. So, what we're going to figure out here is that all of those things share the characteristic of beauty. Now, what Plato suggests here is what these things do is reflect the essence or the form of beauty. Now, bear in mind here, students, this is just for you. Sometimes the examiner sat in his uh, dungeon torturing people will sometimes use the word ideal. So beware, uh, that is the trap he has set for you, but I'm going to refer to these as forms. Now, when we get into the world of the forms, what Plato suggests is that there is a form of everything. There is a form of beauty, of age, of everything, uh, everything that ever was and everything that ever will be. Now, I'm going to talk to you about, about, about something really fascinating. I'm going to talk to you about chairs. Now, if you, uh, you're sat in a car now, you will see that you are sat in a chair. If you go home to your living room, you will sit down in a chair. If you unfortunately go to school, you'll be sat down in a chair. Now, what Plato says is that all of those chairs are different. Some are blue and plastic, some are, I don't know, uh, fabric, some are three-legged, some are four-legged, some are five-legged, some have no legs, some are made of plastic, some are made of metal, some are made of, I don't know, stuff. But what Plato suggests is that you will recognize them for being a chair, despite you never having seen that individual chair before. Now, Plato says you can do this because you have innate knowledge of the form of the chair. So what you are doing is that your, your soul, your essence, which has been to the world of the forms, has seen the form of the chair and recognizes the shadow it casts in these pale imitation chairs in front of you. Now, going back to the analogy of the cave, what we are getting here is that the pale imitations of, of shadows that were cast on the wall are what we recognize in our shadow world here as being the real thing. If we are looking for the real Truth, we must go outside of this world of sensory information and go to the world of the forms. Now, remember what Plato is saying here is that there is a form for everything. There's a form of justice, of beauty, of redness, of chairs, of tomatoes, of, uh, of absolutely everything that ever will be. Of, of bigness, of smallness, of, of uh, terror, of, of, of everything. And these, these forms, these forms are utterly perfect. They are utterly perfect. The things that we see, the shadows, will be subject to time. They will break, they will mold, they will rot, um, they will change. But the form, the form is, is utterly perfect. And these are the qualities of the forms that Plato gives. Not only are they are they perfect, and this is a little aside here, they are they are invisible. Now, personally, here I think this is a mistranslation. I believe that Plato probably meant intangible, but as Wittgenstein points out, there is no such thing as as, as true true translation. Um, why are they invisible? Well, obviously they're going to be invisible because our eyes, our sensory organs, deceive us. And so they're going to be intangible, because if they could be experienced through empirical means, they would not be eternal and flawless. The forms are more real. 
They have a greater amount of realness. Now, just as um, the shadow is dependent on the object that casts it for its existence, this world here is less real than the world of the forms. So, the forms must therefore be more real. Like a tree in a garden. If I look outside at my overgrown lawn, I will see that a tree casts a small shadow. A small shadow at lunchtime when the sun is above it. But in the morning, in the evening, it will cast a longer shadow. Now the shadow is dependent on the tree for its existence. The tree is more real than the shadow. So our world is dependent on the forms for its existence and the forms are more real. The forms are eternal and changeless. The, film, the forms always were, the forms always will be. The chair that you're sat on will, will rot. You, unfortunately, your, the meat sack that you schlep around with that's driven by your, your eternal soul will one day wither, die, turn to mulch, be devoured by beetles and worms. I know it's a lovely thought to dwell on. Um, but the forms, the form of you, your soul is eternal and perfect. The form of the chair will never change. And just like our impression where we see beauty and chairness, that may change as time develops. The form itself will not. Will not. It will just be reflected in different ways. Like, like the tree. It brings us now to almost the end of Plato's theory of the forms. He talks now about the supreme form. Now, if I can cast you, you back to, uh, to the analogy of the cave, to Glaucon fleeing out in, in and all that. When he originally got out, he was blinded by the sun. Now, this is a really thing, and this is where the priori nature of Plato's argument really begins to stack up. If we follow Plato's theory, we're committed to saying that there's many forms. Many forms in the world of the forms. But all of these forms share one quality. They share the quality of existence, of perfection, of yada, 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 yada. So therefore, there must be a form of the forms. There must be a form of existence, a form uh, that gives reality to these forms. Now, Plato calls this form the form of the good or the supreme form. And again, it's, it's referenced in the analogy of the cave by being the sun. The sun illuminates the real things that cast the shadow. And the supreme form, the form of the forms, illuminates the forms, which in turn cast the shadow into our shadow world. Now, dear and constant reader and listener, sorry, that doesn't really make sense. This idea that everything you see around you is fake is a little bit hard to take. It's a little bit hard to take. What gives these forms? What's created them? Wherever they come from? This idea of some sort of linear creation of cause and effect. Sorry to say, maybe flawed. And in order to explore this further, we're going to have a bit of a chat. And so, in our next webisode, our next little podcast, we're going to have a guest speaker. Um, where we will discuss the difficulties that people have with... Plato and the theory of the forms. Um, it's been lovely talking to you again. Um, please continue to listen. Um, I'll speak to you soon.